Hey guys, welcome back to a second series of That Vegan Podcast. In a slight change of direction from the first series, the intention is to produce episodes that are a little bit shorter. So I'm still going to have guests on the show, but reduce the time and conversation to about sort of 15, 20 minutes to hopefully make it a bit snappier and just to give you a lot more takeaways from the conversation. I also really want to focus more on current affairs and topical issues in the vegan world. Collaboration is also something that I want to concentrate on, so if you're interested, get in touch. Already um, I've had a few people who I've recorded conversations with and there seems to be a, a nice little bit of interest out there in terms of people who want to come onto the show and just share their opinions or do a review of a product. So that's really encouraging so far. And lastly, just more consistent with the episodes, hopefully get more content out on a regular basis. So let's just jump straight into today's guest. Today's guest is a lady called Dawn Lucked. Um, such an interesting person with a wealth of knowledge uh, and to be honest there's so much more that I would have liked to talk to Dawn about but intentionally kept a lot back well first of all to keep the the episode short but also just to perhaps encourage her to come back on the show again and uh, share some more of her her knowledge and her her expertise uh, we discussed three areas today in the podcast we talked a bit about Dawn and her her business Sunrise Health we talked about maintaining good food habits, something that's particularly important at this time of year, and also detoxing. So I started the conversation by asking Dawn about a photograph that she posted on Instagram a few days before the conversation and how uh, her journey since then has developed. of me 10 years ago um what you don't see in that picture is just how emotionally um upset i am i have anxiety i have depression i am completely disconnected from myself um i am a highly sensitive person and at the time i had no idea what that meant um so it meant that it was translated into all sorts of um emotional feelings that I didn't quite understand and I used to comfort eat a lot because of those feelings <clears throat> and that meant that there was a lot of takeaway food there was a lot of um, alcohol involved and I would self-medicate using those two things so fast forward um, till about four or five years ago when I had my son and he was born with a dairy intolerance and because I was breastfeeding, I decided that I was going to cut out dairy from my diet. But the most incredible thing happened, which I wasn't expecting, was that for years I had had health um, issues from acne to um, gut issues to tonsillitis, um, all sorts of um, hormonal issues and they would get me down enormously and nearly all of them disappeared just by taking out dairy out of my diet and I was stunned like I really wasn't expecting that to happen and uh, I have a bit of a type a personality which means that once I start looking into something it's like a bit of a rabbit hole if I'm really interested in it and I became engrossed with knowing as much as I possibly could about plant-based diets and um, what they meant and how they could improve uh, my diet. And my son at the time, his sleep was so poor that if my diet wasn't on point, 
then I was suffering with severe sleep deprivation uh, as well as poor nutrition and it just made me a really grumpy parent and I didn't want to be like that so I just found that the more I started to eat differently, the more I started to change how I approached my view of food and nourishing myself. Not only did my physical health radically change, I lost weight and all of these health issues that I had completely disappeared. But what was so surprising was my emotional health started to change too. I felt less anxious and my depression um, pretty much completely went away. Um, and I had this enormous lust for life that started to come up and I felt this internal strength that I'd never had before. And it started to rise to the surface and it just made me want to help other people experience this profound change that I'd experienced too. plant-based nutritionist but I would also say that I'm um, an advocate for freedom um, and what that means is freedom from sickness freedom from ill health freedom from negative emotional uh, attachments from looping thoughts anything that keeps us from living our best most authentic lives and I know that I know what it feels like to feel like you're in your own mental prison and physical prison where you can't express or live a life that you see, see other people living. And I am now living the life that brings me my most ultimate joy every single day. And I want to be able to help people. And I am helping other people do that. So I use plants as uh, the very core basis of all of that. So that means I'm a plant-based nutritionist and I help people incorporate more fruits and vegetables and uh, identify their health concerns and issues and work with them holistically that way. I use plants in terms of essential oils, which have been such a game changer for me, especially uh, physically supporting the body detox as well as emotionally helping support and evolve that way. Um, uh, but ultimately, using the tools that I've learned along my process and from years of coaching in my previous job to be able to help people find what really brings them joy and passion and to be able to live lives that make them shine brightly. Absolutely. And for anybody out there listening, that there are some, some great success stories that are actually on Dawn's website and you can check them out yourself. There's some some great examples on there. Um, Dawn, looking at your website, you offer workshops, um, private cooking classes. You also offer a, a pantry clean-out, uh, something uh -huh. I hadn't heard of, but um, reading about it, it's something that would certainly interest me in terms of where I'm at. Can you, can you explain what that is? Sure. So, you know, most of us have cupboards full of stuff, and when we are embarking on a wellness change or journey, um, we can go and see somebody, have a conversation, a consultation with them, um, and then we come home and we're kind of left with all of this stuff in the cupboards and we go, what is this stuff? Like I actually am facing looking at all this stuff and I have, for the first time perhaps in my life, I have no idea what's in any of these products and it can be a total and utter overwhelm. 
So what I do is I can I come along and I together I we work on informing and empowering you to know what's in these products so that you can make the decisions of whether or not you want to keep them and what you want to do with them. But understanding what's in your food and what's in your cupboards and then working with you to make the best possible choices for you. That's so interesting. So, so is it also about changing the, the I suppose, the environment of your kitchen and, and, and the environment, um, you know, of your, of your fridge and your cupboards in that you wouldn't necessarily want to be surrounded by junk foods or bad foods, just so that it's actually not there in front of you and then you're not making a bad choice? Well, you know, um, I find that willpower is an overused phrase, um, but it's also very, very true that if you're faced with your Achilles heel, for example, mine would either be peanuts or chocolate. If they're in my house, then I will eat them. Like, that's there's no bones about it. So if I can remove that for somebody and help them understand that you don't have to be surrounded by temptation all the time, because it's not going to help you on your journey, then yes, we can remove those. Absolutely. Absolutely. Let me let me jump in there, Dawn, because this is something that I've thought a, a lot about. Um, I've been vegan for, for nearly uh, seven or eight years now. Um, that's something that I've always tried to do to sort of change the environment um, mm-hmm. to, to make it easier in terms of my choices. Given my personal situation that, that I'm married to a non-vegan, um, there's not a lot I can, there's not a lot I can do there i.e. there are there are lots of foods in the house uh, and temptations that that I can't take away because my wife eats a lot of those foods so you know if somebody else is in, is in that situation is it therefore just a case of willpower or I don't know should you have your own cupboards or do you have your own little sections what, what would be your approach to something like that um, it depends on who the person is, I think, mm. because in my experience, what I would prefer is that you have an co- honest conversation with the person who is um, you're living with. And ideally, you ha- then have a conversation around, uh, can we support each other in where we're at and what we're doing and how can we approach this? So there's no, I don't think there's ever going to be one size fits all um solution for your particular issue i know that there are some people who kind of draw a line down the fridge and say this is your half Mm. and this is my half a demarcation line yes do not let that dairy (laughs) go over the line or whatever it may be yeah but like um i have um my son is a meat eater Uh, uh, i would you know, my preference would be that he doesn't, but his favorite thing in the world is bacon, and I literally can't stop him from enjoying that. And um, so he does have some sort of, some products in the house sometimes. I don't have bacon, but we do have other bits and pieces. And those my choices are that I don't eat them Um I don't know how to explain. I, I just, I don't even feel called or compelled to eat those kind of things now mm-hmm. where I'm at in my journey. But if somebody was to, then I think that would involve a conversation with their partner or husband or wife or whatever and say, look, how can we both be happy with this? Yeah, absolutely. I think the further down the path you are in terms of you know being a vegan or, or eating healthier, the easier it is, I suppose. When you're in the early stages, it, it is harder. But yeah, I agree. Those foods that were once so tempting suddenly don't seem so appealing anymore.
habit at this time of year is is essential, I suppose, if you're wanting to, to start the year off well as, as most of us do. Now, it's coming to the end of January when people's sort of resilience is waning and, and all those good intentions that, that, that we have at the, on the 1st of January become harder and harder uh, to stick to. So I'm just wondering, um, well, just from your point of view, first of all, what, what good, good habits you have and, and, and how you make sure you, you achieve them consistently? So my number one uh, recommendation um, and suggestion is preparation. <clears throat> that for me is the absolute be all and the end all when it comes to making sure that you reach the goals that you want to achieve. Um, for me to be able to live the way that I live in this, the way that society is made up with the food chains and the way that people eat and all that kind of stuff is all about being prepared. So I, uh, I make sure that when I'm going to work, I have my smoothie and I have my um, potato salad or whatever it is, um, pasta salad or, or whatever it is, um, soups. I, I am ready with those. I am taking them with me. I have thought about it. I have spent time investing time into my preparation because I know how important reaching that goal or maintaining this way of life is to me. So uh, for me, it's 100% how much time, how much investment do I spend into my preparation in order to meet my goal? Absolutely, yeah. If, you, if, if you're spending the evening, you know, half an hour, 45 minutes prepping a, a healthy meal for the next day, you're far less likely to go and make a bad choice the, the next day. Brilliant. So preparation, massive one. Anything else, uh, you know, with, with your clients and the, and the people that you work with, are there any common pitfalls and mistakes that you see other people make? Uh, the most common, um, not mistake, but trap that I see people get into is this self-hating, self-loathing trap. So when you have made a, uh, a, I don't want to call it a mistake, but just chosen something that's not in your highest uh, alignment or an agreement with you, in that moment you get a choice um, to choose again. So once you've had done it, maybe you've eaten a, a Kit Kat, let's say, and you're like, oh, that was not part of my plan. That doesn't make me feel good. Okay, so what did I learn from that? I learned that in those moments I wasn't prepared and I was tired. Tiredness is a massive killer for reaching your plan. I, wasn't t uh, I was tired, so I reached for something that was easy and it was an old habit, so I chose that. But in that moment, equally, I have the chance to choose again so what am I going to do from now? Well, I'm going to make sure that I will learn from that situation uh, and that experience and I'm going to be prepared and then choose again. So less of the self-hate, less of the self-attacking and more of the self-loving, self-acceptance and compassion. Like this is a journey. This isn't the end. Today is not the end goal. Every day is just gently, slowly moving towards something that you want to achieve. And if you keep making moments all about I failed, I failed, I failed, then you you won't be able to achieve your goal. And to finish, Dawn and I talked about the power of detoxing. Dawn started by telling me about her own successful detox program that she runs with her clients. 
What's interesting is this is the second um, seven-day detox that I've run, and um, nearly all of the people who were on the first one wanted to do the second one again because they felt so amazing after the first one. Um, and it wasn't because they hadn't learned what they needed to learn on the first one. It's simply because they absolutely loved being part of a community um, and having the information um, that I was sending to them, giving to them on a daily basis. Because that's one of the key things when you're going through transformation is to make sure that you've got some sort of community around you. Because the more chance of success you have will be dependent on how many how what is your circle of friends what is what are the people what are the messages that you're getting on a day-to-day basis um when i first started my journey the messages around me were what are you doing this is crazy you're you're eating in an extreme way where are you going to get your protein from what are you doing eating five bananas a day what is wrong with you woman you know, so there was a lot of that kind of negative talk over and over and over. And it took an awful lot of strength uh, of conviction from my part to stick to it. Uh, and now I want to be able to offer a community to other people who are interested in this way of life, eating it in this manner, but have some friends and some people around them support in order to be able to get there. So that was one of the reasons I came up with the detox. But it's also an introduction to eating more cleanly, more healthily, trying to add in and crowd out the bad stuff, add in the good, crowd out the bad, and just see what it feels like. Seven days, you can already start to make some good habits within seven days. It's implanting a thought that you can come back to and build upon um, later on if you want to. Perfect. And and just really simply, Dawn, why detox? What are the, the physiological benefits to, to the body? What What's going on when we are detoxing? So the number one issue with our bodies for nearly everyone um, that I've ever come across or worked with is an overburdened liver, a sluggish liver. And if our livers are not working properly, then our hormones don't work, our brains don't work, our, we have gut issues, we have... PCOS, we have, uh, it, there's just anxiety, depression, um, adrenal fatigue. Uh, it's just an absolute crazy amount of stuff is linked to a sluggish and overburdened liver. Obviously, there's type 2 diabetes in there. So in terms of a, a detox day, can you just sort of paint a picture of what that looks like? I mean, in my head, whenever I've done it in the past, and I've always done it sort of independently um, with just sort of uh, rudimentary information that I found online. I've never done it as a community, which which sounds fantastic, and there's there's it wouldn't be surprising if if people have more success doing it that way. But when I've done a detox, I've always done it or had the thought in my head that it's just it's just liquid, basically it's water, juices. Sometimes I've done a smoothie one where you know the the, the fiber is retained, but um, I've tended to do a, a, a juice one where, you know, stripping away all the fibre and just see how long I can go with that. I mean, is that true or, or you know, what, no. what, what would your detox day look like? <laughs> are, you, are you allowed to eat solids? What will you have for your yes. breakfast, lunch, things like that? So um, I'm not a fan of deprivation of any kind, okay? I don't think, I feel like it's quite a cruel thing to do to our psyche to think that to eat healthily means that you have to deprive yourself of stuff. Um, It doesn't make me feel good. So um, 
typically what we're doing is adding in lots and lots of fruits and vegetables and crowding out the stuff that doesn't make us feel good. So there on the plan, we would start off with a lemon water every single morning. Then we would have a detox smoothie with kale, wild blueberries, um, uh, mango, maybe some pineapple, some barley grass juice powder, some spirulina. And then uh, we would have, um, typically I would have maybe some sweet potato fries uh, with no oil covered in herbs and spices and things like that. I would have a, a really big bowl of that. And then uh, maybe an afternoon snack of some um, dates and celery and apple. And then for dinner, maybe a, a soup or a stew, something like that. So Hold, hold, on, hold, the, on, a, hold on a second. That's a detox. Yes. Wow. That sounds, <laughs> that sounds like the kind of detox I could do. And what have I been doing all these years? <laughs> well, exactly. What, <laughs> what have you been doing? I want to be able to assure you that if you were to do a detox with me, that these are ideas and suggestions that mean that you can carry them on well after you finished doing the detox and that you will not just feel good for seven days, but these are um, ways of being and habits that you can carry on for the rest of your life if you want. Let's finish off with suppose it's it, once again it's a it's a simplistic question this is that vegan podcast um why plants plants for me are full of life they're full of vitality they're full of sunshine they are the most healing the most healthy they're full of phytonutrients and chemicals vitamins and minerals where the most of our food just isn't completely devoid of all of that and they are the answer to health they are the answer to sickness. They are the answer to um, stress, anxiety, um, gut, liver, everything. In my opinion, plants are the answer. <laughs>